Hi guys, welcome to the Afrovest with me, Hope Hajir. Today we have on here the amazing, the intelligent, the powerful, and the profound Suzanne Silantoy. I'm blushing. Kajibu sana, <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I'm so glad to be doing this. Every guest up until here has had, we've had uh, some bubbly to sip on. And it's been a bit of a no filter space. But today we are serious because we have politics to discuss. Mm -hmm. We have to discuss <laughs> government, civic duty, some sort of civic education, and a whole lot of Suzanne. Karibu sana. Thank you. Thanks Welcome for having me. Come on the Afroverse. Um... This platform is sharing stories, African stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we share the story or, you know, the purpose that you feel like you hold or the work that you feel like you've been doing, I want to know about you. Yeah. Cool. And cool. there's <laughs> so many things to discuss. So before we get into it, I'll let you give an intro on what you've been doing, custom to that key purpose that we've uh, been talking okay. about. And then I can go on and ask you a few questions. All right. Um, so my name is Suzanne Salentoy. Mm -hmm. I was born and raised in Nairobi. Mm -hmm. So I'm a Nairobian. Mm. Um, I am a public policy analyst. Wow. So I work in the public sector. Mm. Um, I am also involved in public health work, mm -hmm. um, civic education mm. through various platforms, such as my YouTube channel mm -hmm. called Is That So with Salentoy. Down which below. is also a podcast, mm -hmm. um, wherever you find your podcasts. And I'm extremely passionate about good governance mm -hmm. in Africa. Yeah. Um, I believe our solutions are homegrown and we, someone has to do it. So yeah. I'm volunteering to do it. And if you do yeah. not, please, we will <laughs> actually help us. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Tell me how this started, though, because a lot of people will look at this and, you know, seeing how there's like this rubric, which I hope that the graphics on this can be able to um, be... Okay, since we have listeners, let me just explain. Okay. There's a certain rubric uh, where on one axis we have um, like the type of political institution. So it's either democratic or autocratic. And then on the other axis, you have um, high capacity or low capacity. So mm -hmm. it's basically the service delivery quality. And so a lot of countries would be able to see how Africa and the diaspora has developed and be like, yo, it's democratic now. Well, at least most of it. So there should be some development, even if it's a bit lagging compared to other countries. But the thing is, there's something such as high democracy and low capacity. True. Where you can be able to affect, you can be able to kind of see what you think, but not necessarily to help, you know, you don't really see the outcome of your decision. <laughs> and so with that, a lot of people lose hope. Yeah. And they choose not to, to take part. What, what inspired that for you? Um, you know, for me, I was... So, as I said, I was working in the public sector space. Yeah. I was working in the public health space. And um, I'd worked in that space for like probably two, three years mm. after uni. And um, this one time, we had a doctor's strike for three months and a nurse's strike for three months. Yeah. So basically the hospitals were closed for six months mm. and um, 
it was almost an election year so people didn't really care i so i just sat down and wondered like cuz the work that i did was mostly about maternal health and child health mm. it was and it was mainly in the rural areas really encouraging mothers to give birth in hospitals and yeah. just basic things that you know mothers don't want to give birth in hospitals no actually well they just want to give birth at home with so, like a yeah, midwife yeah midwife, a traditional, traditional one. birth attendant yeah um some people are scared of hospitals because you know the nurses are mean or whatever stuff mm. like that Mm. So it was a whole behavior change program to just kind of help with guys it's okay you can you can do this. Yeah. So can you imagine talking to mothers like that and the hospitals are closed so what are you telling them? Yeah. <laughs> There's no Yeah, like where are they going to go to give birth? And so like it really puzzled me like okay and what's going on and at the same time mm. there were like yeah. so many corruption cases and mm. There was a lot going on. So I was just like, ah, see me I do something about it. You yeah. know, like I was just I was so frustrated. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do something. Yeah. Um so some people might put it as a moment of madness. They might yeah. say that's a mo- moment of madness. Mhm. Maybe, who knows. I would say it's the start of a hero's journey. Have you read the book? <laughs> no, or I like haven't. the story? I have it. That's the start. That's the spark. So that that was it mm. really. And mm. um I was like, okay, so what post is open? Yeah. <laughs> um and I, I checked around and I was like, who's who's actually vying for senator at the time the senator was Sonko. The senator of Nairobi was yeah. Mike Sonko. Yeah. And he was moving to vie for governor. So yeah. I was like, I guess it's free. <laughs> so in that moment, yeah. you 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 see which is very counterintuitive honestly for someone coming from a system like Kenya's system which i'm sure most of our listeners wherever they might be from yeah. the system actually might be similar mm-hmm. where your your action is very different from what everyone's instinct probably is because yeah. if you see hospitals are closed and you've been tasked to change their behavior what will you do you'll change the program yeah you'll change the yeah look for alternatives for how you know women can give birth or whatever but at the end of the day it's not sustainable like government is there for a reason and yeah. if you don't make government function as it should yeah then either do away with it completely or you know try and make it work but this really no in between so you're part of the solution or yeah. part of the problem <laughs> one time yeah like one or the other yeah um but yeah but in all seriousness so i looked at like what uh, you know what post would be interesting and mm. because health is a f- devolved function in kenya uh, the yeah. counties are responsible for health right. i thought probably senate would be a good place because mm. they defend the you know devolution yeah. they make sure resources are used properly within yeah. counties mm. and so i thought that would be appropriate and because i am from nairobi i chose nairobi, nairobi yeah but yeah. you are from samburu like your family is yes. samburu right yes so why <laughs> did you choose not to run for samburu because a lot of people stop because they're like how will i now go back to the rural area where i'm supposed to be from yeah. and now start representing that i felt like i needed to be honest with myself in terms of Yes, I am from Samburu. Samburu is my home, but yeah. I've not lived there. I I've never lived in the shoes of a of a, of a normal Samburu person who lives there throughout the year. Mm. Um I can't tell you for sure that I completely relate with what their issues are. Mm. Um I was lucky enough to be brought up in a family where, you know, my dad took us to school. Yeah. None of us have been circumcised. Like yeah. I mean, like I've Is that a thing that happens oh, at yeah. FGM? FGM happens, yeah. Wow. So I was lucky enough, you know, my parents were educated, yeah. so yeah. 
So we lived in Nairobi. So I grew up like any other Nairobian. Right. Um so if I was truly honest with myself, yeah. I could not represent uh, views from Samburu as well as I could Nairobi just because this is familiar to me. Yeah. This is where I'm from. Yeah. I love that. So it's like if you need to offer service, you need to understand your clientele and you really can't if you're completely out of that situation. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people who choose to get into politics are like their first instinct is to let me go back to my rural area because I feel like that would be easier to yeah. I don't know, maneuver. Yeah. Yeah. But really like I I with the interactions that I've had, I feel mm. like most people in the rural areas would feel or oh, you sit in Nairobi and then you come here and expect to like offer yeah. us it's like an imposition of some mm. sort. You don't know us. You know you don't come here. You don't really yeah. live here. How yeah. are you supposed to represent us and Yeah, so I I wasn't going to play into that. No. So you wanted to be like an actual sample in the population you want to represent. Exactly. So I that if that. I talk about something an issue, yeah. I've lived it myself and yes. I'm not I'm not just coming up with some And it <laughs> Nairobi has like issues we yes. need to deal with. Please yes. matter to slow down <laughs> and do this y'all are wild. Eh? <laughs> yeah, you know Kenyans have realized. You know this, I wish I could show it. I really wish I could show it to you guys who are listening, my dear listeners. There's a way you run in Nairobi. You have to run with your legs kind of diagonal <laughs> and your abdomen just straight because at any one point you might need <laughs> to swerve. And so that, that 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 happens to be a problem, which I hope that, you know, as you continue with your career, please consider actually, please. <laughs> and so there's that. Now, um in doing that you experience this moment of madness right mm-hmm. and then you're like okay you reckon this is what i'm going to do i'm going to try and represent these people because you from your perspective you're feeling like okay if i'm a leader here i can be able to implement some of the things i've been hearing right yeah how was that process for you like I I've heard a story. I remember you telling actually a story on the yeah. Psycho podcast. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> I watched it twice, you guys. Homework is homework <laughs> is homework. <laughs> and so you're talking about how like you're going to ask for your papers and people are looking at you and they're like, like yeah. I'm sorry, are you are you, are you asking for your dad? Yeah. Is it for your uncle? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it was it was I think like ha- well, more than half of my campaign was yeah. just convincing people that maybe it's me. Who is vying? It's not my mother. It's not my sister. It's yeah. not. It's me. It's me. Um, so, but it was. I think it was important for me to do that because every time I kept answering, yeah, but it's me who's vying. Yeah. I wasn't even telling myself. Yeah. You know you. You know you're vying. <laughs> how <laughs> like did you that know? feel? Did you? Can I? Okay. It's amazing and all, but how did that feel? Because it's so nerve-wracking to run for something and put yourself out there in that way in yeah. this context <laughs> how did that feel i think at first it was like yeah okay this is cool um until Ajua. i went to <laughs> <laughs> until i went and i think i mentioned this in the podcast as well um, yeah. until i went to kibra kibra was my first yeah. uh, location for campaign mm. and i've never actually looked at Kibera in that light like yeah it's always been like okay yeah I've been here a lot of times I went to school right here whatever yeah but now I looked at it as though it's my problem to fix and I was like oh my god this is a lot like yeah. at that in that moment is when I was like yeah this is a lot this is a lot yeah um but then I think I just kept I told myself okay you're here now mm-hmm. this is the path you've chosen yeah. <laughs> so Suck it up, girl, and, and do, your, do, do your the thing. damn thing. Yeah, do your thing. <laughs> wow. So, but also, like, I'm, I'm 
I believe in God and uh, I'm yeah. Christian and so yeah. I I prayed about it a lot and yeah. uh, I just you know let it be um I just like not to sound too spiritual but I just like God use it, use me in that place yeah. and I was like I'm here for a purpose mm-hmm. um yeah like it just it helped me know that or oh, I was saying the the whole registration process yeah. was really like I kept it was difficult mm. because there was a lot of uh like odds against me in, in very many ways like mm. I was very young I didn't um I didn't have a party I was yeah. uh, I was a bit late in the registration actually yeah. and like oh. I I missed it by a whisker I mean I almost missed it wow. um and like some random person just helped me <laughs> and I, I love got, that yeah like it was just you know mm. even like registering at the uh, register of political parties it was mm. just a friend who was like oh but they actually work here come let me help you and oh, wow. I got in there and like it was just they really like it just a lot of things happened to just like almost show like validate what I'm doing and but it's like, almost meant to be yeah mm. and I was like you know what god if if you want me to do this mm-hmm. make a way like do something and do and that's exactly how it happened anyway yeah. um and so even as i saw the whole i started feeling oh my god this is a lot yeah i, I just kept saying you know you put me here so yeah help me <laughs> in your podcast with ben um yeah. you talked about how your parents really supported you your yeah. family at first were like what <laughs> what the hell are you? yeah yeah but then eventually they you know they geared you on and they gave you what you needed in terms of support to keep going although i'm pretty sure there was that one two family member who was like Ali, what are you doing <laughs> even if they did that like they yeah. didn't really tell it to my face oh, uh, that's a very healthy that's a very yeah, healthy very environment healthy. <laughs> hey, some of us <laughs> there'll be that one uncle saying i don't want you to embarrass yourself surely young what guy. are you doing to the family what is your eh? good name you know uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, no, but so they were very supportive and yeah. um i think i i've been really blessed to have a very good support system yeah and with my family with my friends mm. and and yeah i i've that was like i think that's what kept me going because yeah. i knew that just a few people who always had my back regardless yeah, yeah. and that was really helpful and, and sometimes that's is. all you it need but you know not everyone has it right yeah, in the absolutely. sense that there's some people who choose to run for government because they're the only one they have. Yeah. In the sense that there are some problems they've been through maybe because they're the only ones they've had and they don't have that support system and God bless those people who are strong enough to like withstand that and still keep going. But let's say someone is listening and they don't have that support system and yeah. they're also having their moment of madness <laughs> where they're like okay this it's is what I'm going to do or <laughs> yeah let me just silence my phone. <laughs> Did even I've seen your phone and I'm like where my mom This is the time she calls. She knows to check if I've had tea. Uh. <laughs> so there's some people who want to do all this but they don't have that. What are some of the things your your family did or told you that kept you going that maybe can help someone? Well, if they hear it now from yeah, you, it yeah. you'll be their support. I think the like the one thing that at least my immediate family was really good at was checking what i say mm. helping me with okay maybe you could have communicated better here or probably you can see this so they they really kept me in check in terms of yeah how i communicate what i say how i present myself yeah um you know just so that i don't embarrass myself i was yeah. young and like they're yeah. like okay okay maybe you should do this or probably try this better or you know yeah. or you did this great like even encourage me that this was nice mm. and um 
you can do that. Yeah, yeah. the next one is it's going to be difficult but we can help you prepare for it like let's let's mm. read up about it and mm. they were really there every step of the way like just preparing myself mentally and and just keeping me grounded in terms of this is what you this is what you want mm-hmm. probably try and do this in this way um yeah so just in terms of guidance um and the thing about politics is that you get a lot of backlash uh. and people will say all sorts of things and um, I think my family was really there to just remind me okay you told us this is why you want to do this and just to remind me okay this is why you're doing this and and, and yes this this person may have said this but you know at the end of the day this is what you're trying to do Mm. Um, this is where you're trying to get at and you know just to keep me focused on what the goal is yeah uh, and i think that's that's a role and also just to you know to be there with me when i feel bad about something yeah or, to just or when i'm happy comfort about something yeah or when yeah. i'm happy about something we celebrate together yeah and and yeah so that that is my family for you <laughs> i love that yeah. i love that and, and i'm I've very lucky to yeah. have this kind of family and i i don't take that for granted yeah yeah so every time i mention it i'm like mm. i'm very fortunate mm. to have this kind of family yeah so far, you've not mentioned that you're a woman. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, of course. But I have to ask, did that affect your process, both in coming up with the idea, your confidence, and in, like, up till this day? Has it affected how you view politics and has it affected your ambitions in any way? Mm. No. Uh, <laughs> mm. I, I have grown up in a family where my father specifically has always reassured me of, mm. you know it's it's never been a factor yeah my gender has never been anything that is brought up and so mm. it's not something that i think about actively yeah um but i did start thinking about it when i when i got into politics mm. because mm. i'm judged more harshly and so mm-hmm. i over prepare mm. oh that's and how I, you counter it yeah i never want to look because yeah if you if you look at men in politics they'll say rubbish in public yeah they will say absolutely nonsense yeah. and nobody will ask them but women dare you say even the one double standards even one <laughs> word that is yeah. a little bit off then yeah. all of a sudden you're a bimbo you don't Ooh. know you don't know anything about anything you're, right. you're just stupid or mm. you slept your way there you know Ooh. like so so I, because now I, I was aware that that was a judgment that I would get, yeah. then it helped. It actually, I think it works to my advantage because I yeah. would over prepare. And there is a need, by the way, there is a need to see more women in parliament. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you are helping, because personally, yeah. I don't know if there's anyone below the age of 35 who I can be like, boom, that's yeah. a woman who can potentially represent some of my needs. Yeah. The, they're very they're rare. Out here. They're out here, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> please. Please. Come reach out. Hi, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but they are. And so I think the, the woman factor helped me understand mm-hmm. what odds are against me yeah. and how to better prepare for it. Uh, However, it's never been an inhibition in my mind about anything that I would or I would like to achieve. Just because I think of the context in which I grew up in. Yeah. My mother is also a very strong woman. Oh. Um she has a PhD. She mm. you know, so she she also she is also someone I look up to. Mm. And, you know, she's shown me that there's there's really it's nothing. normal. Yeah. You're yeah. A, you're a woman, eh? Uh-huh. Like and what what is the issue? <laughs> I love that. So so for me the woman thing has never been an issue. The thing that actually came up during the elections 
a lot was you know people were like are you married do you have kids and i was like so no it's now what, what genre of woman yeah. are you yes yeah <laughs> and i'm like what does this have to do with anything yeah um but that's just how that's just the standard by which women are men- measured in our society yeah. like yeah. okay at least she has a husband so she can take care of a house or i don't know yeah but then if you also have a husband they'll be afraid that you're not gonna take care of your house you know women are kind of given those oh yeah yeah they'll be like oh you'll never be in the house you can't take care of your kids Mm. also in some context Mm -hmm. so like if you vie in your rural area for example Mm -hmm. and then i get married to someone from a different different yeah tribe Mm -hmm. then it's also like oh so you've forgotten us (laughs) As in it's is it, it a way of like ambassadorship like you're no slacking idea. on like, your ambassadorship yeah, it's, like, it's like you're no longer ours you know how oh. in our context like you're married so you're not from here yeah. you're from there and yeah it's just a, it's a bit strange uh yeah, yeah the, it, it wasn't really a barrier for me i love that you know what i want is to be at a point where you know you come from a very I'm sure your family is not perfect. Like, no family is perfect. But I can, hands down, I'm sure you, my friend, listening to this will be like, wow, that sounds like a healthy setup. Because that support (laughs) system has helped you normalize excellence. Like, regardless of how you look, where you're from, what you're doing, what you're saying, what gender you are. Okay, are you ac- are you good at what you chose to do though? And is what you're choosing to do aligned with your purpose, aligned with your strengths? And I love that. I appreciate that. And I hope that that can serve as an example to people here. Where if you didn't get that with your family, then do it with your family. Yeah. The one you will get. And if you don't want to have children, you're going to be an auntie or an uncle. So <laughs> help your nephew mm-hmm. or your niece. <laughs> so now, in doing all that, you choose to run. And then the process begins. And uh, if I'm correct, there's a story where you actually end up running. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Do you want me to tell that story? <laughs> Please enlighten <laughs> us. Uh, okay, so my campaign style was basically a door-to-door kind of thing. Mm. But not, I love nec- that. not necessarily like actual doors, but like I'd go to community, where, yeah, community. Yeah, like uh, markets mm. or bus stops or places I'd find people. And that takes a lot of courage. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm an extrovert. I am, I am you an extrovert. are? Yes, I am. <laughs> Man, bless I'm, I'm okay with people. Um, wow. I'm not afraid of people, I think. You go to a market which is already so loud and yeah, someone's saying karegong, karegong and then you're there saying hold up. Actually, I think People's perceptions of like, poly- campaign. like campaign is very it's different. Yeah, you even. assume there's a whole crowd and you're a crusade. You expect yeah. that someone will fall down from fainting. Yeah, it has to be that crowded. Not like that. No, it's not. It's like a, no. just a living room. Yeah. So like, I'd walk into like Kangemi Market and yeah. I talk to the first vendor, the second vendor, the third. You know, a few people would like come. Maybe you know. Yeah. That's just that. Just, that was just it. Oh, just like that. Yeah. There's only one time where. I spoke to a group of people. How did you end up speaking to a group of people, <laughs> considering the door-to-door? So I went to a uh, Mira market. Ah, so Mira <laughs> is cut. It's oh, almost yeah, like cut. Kub- it's kind of in the same WhatsApp as Kuber. Oh, yes. Or uh, the, yeah. uh, that one. Kuber is on the People for lift high. Uh, so <laughs> it's the one for uh, chewing, essentially. Yeah. Like you kind of chew it. Yeah. And so you're in a market where they're selling Mira. So I was in the place where the c- 
car that brings Mira mm-hmm. arrives at. So like the stop for that car. And eh. Now the wholesalers, the wholesalers <laughs> are the ones who get it from there and then now they go distributing it. Yeah. <laughs> so I happened to be in that place and yeah. then I, just, I literally walked up to one person just like as I would, you know, yeah. speaking to one vendor at a time. Eh. And I spoke to one person and I was like, hi, uh, I gave him a flyer. Um, yeah. I, I woke up to him and I'm like, hi, my name is Susan and I'm buying for this and I'd like you to vote for me. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you're vying. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, ah, come, come, talk to this oh, guy. No. And <laughs> so then, he takes me to some guy who I talk to and eh. he's like, ah, you have to talk to everyone. So they <laughs> lift me up on a, on, oh. a boda, on a motorbike. How do you stand on a motorbike? <laughs> they were holding me like on the motorbike. Are you serious? Yeah, and I was just there like, hi. <laughs> like a touchdown Jesus just there like, yep, it's and happening. They were, and they actually like, came closer there were quite a number of people and they just maybe like a hundred and they saw there's people. a man holding your waist as we're speaking so the person who was actually holding me was a guy who i used to walk around with his name is mwangi <laughs> <laughs> so mwangi was holding your Mwangi's waist was hold, he's holding my legs actually like this <laughs> yeah and i was just there like you guys i was trying to balance i was like okay um <laughs> Oh I'm not even sure what I said, but whatever they like, they're very enthusiastic. They're just mm. there, like yes, mm. like whatever. Yeah, and they're like yeah, like I barely said anything, and they're just so happy. I'm yeah, like, okay, this is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the one time I spoke to a crowd. Really? Yeah. The rest of the time, it was just uh, unless it's like a church service or like something formal, right? But like a rally, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> that, that was the closest thing I came to a rally. Wow, Mwangi! Wow, Mwangi! Yeah. Mwangi, shout out, Mwangi! All right, <laughs> we all need that one person, yeah, though, who can hold our masquembe yeah. just there, he's ready like, to yeah, hoist yeah, you. And then you know, he's there, like don't <laughs> touch her. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, so at least, at least I was. Yeah, that was the. How campaign. did you end up like? in the situation where you're you're actually running yes oh your so, life oh yeah, i was explaining um so uh. it was like a that that kind of format so yeah. i'd walk around just talking to people mm. uh, and they were like um how do i say this uh in informal settlements yes slums yeah so you most of the time you'd end up finding that there's like two mm. entrance or exit points mm-hmm. so we'd start from one point and go to the next okay and then finish and go yeah so we were in a place called lunga lunga which is okay. in um it's next to industrial area. Yeah. Which is like mm, maybe four, two, two kilometers away from the city center. Yeah. It's not far. Yeah. Anyway, so we, we did our usual round. We get to the end. Mm. And then, so what would happen is you kind of have to talk to people who you're, like before you get there. You yeah, have like, to, like gatekeepers. Gatekeepers, yeah. You kind of have to talk to them mm. and let them know that you'll be there. Yeah. They will come and actually take you around themselves. Mm. So apparently there were some gatekeepers who weren't talked to, I think, or something. And who's to talk to them, Wangi? Yeah, so Mwangi would help me because he knew them. Yeah. Oh, so Mwangi knew them. Yeah. Mwangi has range. <laughs> you can hold someone's legs and then also go and talk yeah. to Loki, are they cartels? <laughs> they kind of are. All right. They kind of are. Mwangi. But, um, I mean, they're known by the community also. So, oh, yeah, so they, they know that, okay, these are the guys who... So it's almost like r- like informal reinforcement groups. Yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> an infor- it's an informal almost like a security system. Oh, so they like public protectors. Yes, they they actually protect your businesses or whatever. Oh. You can't really just walk into an informal settlement who are you? What are yeah. you doing here? Yeah. 
So they they kind of like help with. That's why they're like gatekeepers. Yeah. Okay. They they play some role. Some some of them, not all of them. Some of them could be criminals. <laughs> yeah. But not all of them. How did you feel about that? Knowing that you're trying to curb crime probably mm-hmm. but then to do that you have to talk to these people who will probably be the propagate people. some level of crime in that area how did you feel about that i actually never really thought much about it because mm. i knew that they don't propagate crime within their own community if they if they do it it's probably elsewhere oh, okay. uh, but then again it was if for me it was a way to just understand okay so this is how this thing works yeah and at first like just knowing that this is how it works then Mm. i can probably be able to get a solution for it and even just having access to these people already i was like okay this this is resourceful (laughs) yeah because you need to understand yeah your context fully Fully, not just what you approve of or what makes you feel like yeah this is what it should be yeah and in Mm. in having uh, that kind of access to them Mm. Um, in actually speaking to them like normal human beings who are not crim- like yeah people treat criminals in a in an interesting way yeah. for good reason mm. but you know just being able to interact with them on a human level yeah. I think helps you also mm. understand them yeah. and know why they do what they do mm-hmm. and then know how to intervene for that so mm. it was for me it was a learning point I was mm. like yeah. okay I see you do this but yeah. I want to know. Tell me why, so that yeah. I can I know what to do. You can remove the need, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. For them to do pretty it. much. Like so like it was that. an end. It was a means to an end for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so which was kind of justified. So Mwangi didn't get. <laughs> so I think they didn't talk. Like that, <laughs> he did that not authorize. The, I think that was the the talk. That must have been it because I kept trying to ask him. He was like, I don't know who these guys are. Like the, the it was just like I don't know who these people are. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. Someone didn't talk to them. Yeah. So when we get to the end, it's like they're waiting there for us. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like, I'll say it in English. So they're like, oh, okay. So what are you leaving us with? Like, are you giving yeah. us anything? Wow. And I'm like, um, see, Leo, like, not yeah. today. Or yeah. I, I, I don't know. I said something like that. Yeah. And then I also said something like, no, no, Mungu. Like, I'm leaving you with God. Hey. How <laughs> will. <laughs> And then, <laughs> so then, like, they started getting a little bit too close to, like, for comfort. Yeah. Mungi was like, can you walk a little bit faster? So I said, oh. okay, a little bit faster. And then, so, we the, there was a van that we were using for campaign. Yeah. So the van is, like, right there. Mm. It can't be, like, static. Like, it has to be, like, a little Moving. bit of a move. Yeah. For the safety of the van. So that, so that like, we can Just hop off. on. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. so Mungi's like, just walk a little bit faster. So I'm walking yeah. a little bit faster. Like, can you walk a bit faster? Yeah. <laughs> like, walking a bit faster. Like, no, this is not working. Just run. <laughs> so we start running. You start running in Lunga Lunga. <laughs> yeah. So I'm running For free. towards the van. And I'm like, I'm running. Yeah. Mwangi's like, this is not fast enough. He picked me up and threw me. Mwangi again with the, <laughs> hey, Mwangi's grip. the van. Uh. Oh like my god! Like, and okay. Mwangi, how is how is so Mwangi? he he so he left like he was left there with the, them. Yeah, then because of course once I've left, they they know there's nothing he can do. Yeah, because I'm not there. Like if yeah. they get me now, that's the problem. No, yes. that would be an issue. So 
Wait, Mwangi was okay leaving, like just staying behind and talking to them. Sindio? He didn't necessarily need to talk to them. Like once I'm oh, gone, I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, wow. So he came later. <laughs> hey, you guys, are you having the range? <laughs> also, I think one thing that stands out is Mwangi yeah. in this story. <laughs> Mwangi, hi. I hope your day is going fine. Yeah. In all your range, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, so that mm. those were like some highlights like yeah really Literally. big highlights of the campaign yeah. but most of my campaign was really relaxed like yeah you just go about walking around talking to people mm. it was quite nice like i quite enjoyed i i think i shook so many hands yeah <laughs> my hands are like can you imagine trying that now trying that uh, same model now with like covid restrictions even that though they're kind of laughable in yeah. kenya yeah no that would be <laughs> it would still be quite difficult yeah just because uh, i think you know the handshake like handshake is like a really it's big yeah it's a big thing in yeah. our culture and yeah. so it, when i'm not able to shake your hand or yeah. you know i feel like you don't feel like i'm giving you enough attention it, it's, yeah. it's, it's a bit interesting I d- i'm mm. i'm waiting to see how the next elections are going to be hopefully yeah. covid will have gone <laughs> but yeah <laughs> it would be interesting to see Yeah, yeah it will be interesting um how do you feel like um so this so many things I want to ask oh my god so in the whole idea of you running and you were running for senator ship in 2017 right and so many things have happened since then if you were to go back and do it again what would you do differently i would start early Mm. I think I said campaigning like probably three months to the elections. Um, the other thing is, I think I would like to join a party. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, vying as an independent candidate is difficult, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um, I think having a party backing is like really important, and also mm. just because of how politics in our country works. Yeah. People vote in waves. So yeah. The wave is whatever they vote that way. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, um, I think I would. Now I know how to. I feel. I feel like with now my education, I know what to address yeah. in terms of what I think is critical, what I think is doable, mm. and also even just for my own uh, sanity mm. Mm. to know that yeah, I'll if even if I get elected, I'm not gonna change. <laughs> the entire country in two seconds, yeah, and know what to focus on, know what to almost ignore, yeah, because you know, and and what to build up on over over a long period of time. So I think it's just it's perspective for me mm. that has changed um, between now and 2017. Okay, yeah, I love that, and also for people who are listening who might feel like the you know the political route is somewhat in their calling. Like maybe down the road, I hope that at this point you guys can just start taking notes because you know our generation yeah. is kind of under the leadership of our grandfathers and grandmas, and so we will be grandfathers and grandmas one day. And so I know a lot of people who are listening here can actually end up running for something. And I yeah. hope that as you do that, go forth and conquer. And I hope that you use Silantoy's words of wisdom. And so I in think that I would just say like don't overthink it. Yeah, because, because it's difficult, eh? You need to be prepared, that's true. Yeah. 
However, like the more you think about it, the more the chances you're gonna talk yourself out of it. Mm. So you know, just do it. Just do it, and then it'll you'll figure it out as you go. I as it's that. just like being a mother. Like I don't yeah. think anyone is trained to be a mom. Yeah. So you just you get your kid and you learn as as you go. Learning on the job. You learn a lot of job. people don't like learning on the job, it's especially not pretty. in life. It's not pretty. <laughs> no, you have to fail publicly. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Unfortunately, it's part of life. It it is anyway. <laughs> so you studied music. Mm-hmm. And in that experience, it was a uni degree. Yeah. And then you transitioned into politics. Yeah. Do you feel like there are any uh, things you learned in the in your musical background, in your musical training background that yeah. have carried over into your political career? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think music has really helped me work with people, mm. know how to work with people, harness mm. my people skills. Yeah. And I owe that to music yeah. fully. Yeah. Um, I was talking about uh, stage fright yeah. and, and talking to many people and just being able to like control like a, a certain group of people, you know, like talk to them and yeah. uh, just be able to communicate. I think um, music helped with that because, you know, you perform, you, you are constantly um, almost bearing your so your soul to people yeah, yeah because it's your art and you know i think art is just very it's very personal it's very raw it's yeah. very so the more you you learn how to just express that mm. i think almost kind of like plays into yeah. me just being able to express myself and express what i want what yeah. my purpose is what mm. my desires are yeah so i think that really helped out me i had a question eh? does this performance anxiety ever go cuz you're trained to perform, yeah, right, and so you, one would think that you're better at handling your nerves and all that, yeah. And I'm sure everyone here listening or watching has had to like deal with their nerves, or even is dealing with it right now. My heart goes out to you. <laughs> Does it ever go? I really don't think so. And I've listened to major musicians talk about how they feel just before they go on stage yeah and they get scared like they it doesn't go away does beyonce get scared she does beyonce I, beyonce does yes i had <laughs> an interview that she talked about like you know like the anxiety she gets just before she goes on stage yeah but i think once you get on stage like mm. something takes over you yeah and you just pour it out so wow yeah. do you feel like it's the same with your like when you're giving a speech or when yes. you're giving a presentation mm. absolutely um the the one time i really felt like a lot of stage fright mm. was during the senatorial debate <laughs> i was like oh my god oh my god yeah, you had to know what you're <laughs> I was telling saying you, I, didn't eat. I couldn't eat i was oh like no. like before the the debate i was mm. like my stomach just couldn't hold anything oh no. <laughs> because i was so nervous yeah. but anyway when I, once i got there like you just find out it's a conversation people are having and you just talk and then you did it and that's it yeah you just talk and keep going <laughs> so my friends just keep going and you'd never know until you're on stage yeah so you might yeah. as well just get there however mm. like i did prepare a lot before i got there oh i i made sure like i study quite because i was the only yeah. woman yeah um and i had to just make sure like i really know what i'm talking about yeah um and also silly things like yeah. your dress like what are you wearing yeah and because people look at that yeah they don't Says look at the men mm. there's one guy who's wearing slippers he was wearing open shoes and 
things that are <laughs> and like, not formal. And, like, and there's a shirt specifically I was wearing that was so annoying. <laughs> but I was just like, yes, uh, yeah. It's yeah. those ones where men buy shirts from a second-hand market. <laughs> and you see a man wearing a shirt saying number one diva. You and you're like, all right, no, you I know don't know what statement shirt. you're making. <laughs> <laughs> you know this shirt Uhuru wears when he's going to yes, events. The he had something similar, oh, but it was drawn like yeah. palm trees. And I was oh. just like, all right. Okay. Him he was learning from Uhunye. Yeah. Uhunye is our president, guys. Yeah. And you oh, can yeah. say, I said, no, you no, just say Uhuru. Jayden. Please, I love my life. Jayden. <laughs> Baba Jaden. And so I love that. And in your musical career, would you say that you still kind of practice it at this point? Or is it something that is in your past or do you have like a secret like cover band we need to know about I me don't. i'm ready <laughs> i don't um it's been a a while yeah but it's something that i just do for myself yeah. um i would play maybe guitar just to soothe myself oh so you play guitar <laughs> i play guitar and piano Ooh. um mm. but i don't do it publicly and it's been a while mm. since i did I yeah. did that, but um, it's always in the back of my mind somewhere, yeah. and I think I'm gonna use it at some point. You know, Frank Sinatra um, was known notoriously yeah. for using music as a means to kind of like you know rile up, not rile up, wow, as a way of like inspiring people during election times or yeah. the world wars. Because I think he was active in his career during both world wars. Absolutely. And I would love to hear any song you would have. Let's say if it's your campaign oh, yeah. and you do an arrangement. Oh my God. That would be cool. Coming to an election near you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ah, but I think you're like Mwangi. You have range. You have superb range. And I love Mwangi that. Mwangi is special though. Mwangi <laughs> is special. Yeah. Uh, Mwangi. If he's looking for a wife... He, oh, sorry, guys. He has a wife. He has a wife. <laughs> and two kids. And please. two kids. Yes. <laughs> but maybe that's where he gets his yeah, strength from. So. Strength of a family. <laughs> <laughs> he has support. Yeah. That healthy support we were talking about. Mm-hmm. For you mm-hmm. to support someone's legs. And it's not that it's the leg, it's just the calves. Cindy. It was like my. Yeah, the calves. Like the back of your yes, knees. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I hope if you're listening to this, please make your wife kind of listen to this interview. It might help. <laughs> She will be proud. <laughs> She'll be very she will proud. Be proud. Yeah. I love that. And so going forward, what are some of the things that are keeping you, you know, engaged? What are you up to right now? And what, what are your hopes as you continue? Yeah. Um, so right now I'm I'm really I'm passionate about political information. Mm. And I I feel that for a long time political information has been very inaccessible yeah in various ways probably it's not easy to find Mm -hmm. or if it is found it's difficult to interpret Mm -hmm. it's uh it's just been you know as as though it's not supposed to be for you and it is um and i i kind of have the view that it's probably intentional maybe political information is inaccessible intentionally so that we don't know our rights or have the have the empowerment to just you know mm. act in a manner that would you know uh, be beneficial to us and yeah. so 
I'm very passionate about that. And yeah. currently, <laughs> I I'm doing I'm doing my podcast and yes. and the channel called Link Is That So with Celentoy in the description box. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Love so it. so at the moment that's what I'm trying to do, but mm. I'm looking at ways because this is it's an online platform, mm. and I'm not necessarily speaking to the masses who may need it more than I do, mm-hmm. more than most people would. And mm. so I'm working on trying to get that in a grassroots way as well. That's offline. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm doing. If you know you can help with that in either translating into a rural... Ra- language. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can see Putty mm. now, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Me as the ma'am. <laughs> if you know you can translate it into a rural language uh, please be <laughs> sure to reach out or um if you know you can also be able to create infographics i think that would be nice yeah, that would be really good yeah and uh, all you need to do is just dm the afroverse at afroverse show or dm silentoy yes. at, uh, at at silentoy susan on twitter or susan on twitter silentoy underscore s on instagram instagram yeah and that should be fine. You've done a good good amount of work trying to democratize knowledge yes. in terms of the information with the upcoming, you know, referendum about the BBI, which mm-hmm. is the Building Bridges Initiative. And so what have you learned from trying to educate people? Because this is the idea of civic education, yeah. which is our civic duty and right to have access to. What are some of the things that you can tell our listeners or our viewers in terms of how to stay engaged and not to lose hope? Yeah. Because in doing all that, I'm sure you saw how people respond to information oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, the I think the that BBI um, thing has series. been yeah series has been very like eye opening to me because of mm. the questions people ask mm. uh, because of the. Especially the questions, actually. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, there's someone who actually asked me, and mm. this is one of my friends, mm. and she was like, "So, so right now we don't have a prime minister, <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't sure." <laughs> yeah, as in like, Baba, the last me, time. <laughs> no, it just made me see that you know things are actually not that obvious. No, they're not, and and talking about things step by step i I feel like the media which is ideally what should give us this information Mm. is very quick to just be like you get what this is yeah so you know whatever like it's very quick it doesn't necessarily aim to educate and most people consume um news i don't know if you guys are like me or well it might just be me but hi guys if you are listening please <laughs> just let me know i'm not alone yeah. a lot of people consume a lot of the information on their phones yes or through social media mm-hmm. so you end up following a news account and that tells you the headline it doesn't give you the context though Absolutely. and so that's what has happened people know that there's bbi but they don't know if we have what a prime minister yeah or what is bbi or you know yeah. like things like why does it even exist? Yeah, like okay, so what what are we doing? Yeah, like okay, so what what is this process about? Yeah. Um, is it a process? Did it already happen? You know, yeah. like questions like those, and mm. things are not obvious, mm. and so that shows me there's a really big gap in terms of information. Yeah, um, why do you think that gap exists? Well. I blame it on the media, but mm. uh, <laughs> there's there's one thing about the media mm. that you know mm. it's not doing enough to to help us access this information. Mm. But also, I think 
the nature of politics in our country has been very polarized in terms mm. of whoever you will whoever will say mm. um a specific uh thing like mm. Mm. this cap is yellow depending on who says it then you'll choose to believe it or not whether or not you see it And yeah. So it's always like, oh, if if uh, if Uhuru said, if the president said this, mm. there's a section of the population which will not believe it, even if it's a fact. Even if it's a fact. Yeah. And even if, if and we saw that with COVID, because people started putting their feelings before facts. Yes. Whether like, oh, my instinct. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, tell that me that this is not true. It doesn't exist. Yes. Mm. It's not uncommon for people to to nitpick the. Mm. Um, information that we get based on personalities yeah. it happens in various places like we've seen that in the US, US with Trump yeah um, that's democracy yeah so mm. so it's just that we we lack a place where we think it's objective even people people think the media they mm. have media stations owned by whoever and so mm. therefore they'll always say this yeah. which might not necessarily be true yeah um, so I was just my the thing that I was just trying to come up with is a place of objectivity like yeah. let's let's discuss oh, fine you support this you support the other it's okay let's just discuss what the thing is to uh, say whether you support it or not is something different it's something different yeah let's just talk yeah. about the issue alone without you even supporting it or not yeah uh, and that's the direction i was trying to take even with right. the bdi mm. just to be like okay so what does the document say actually you know say. like it's not it's and not that was an <laughs> ugly document. Oh, it can it I was just a lot. Say. It was a lot. It was diff- was like 42 43 pages written no, 45 that, as a document. That was uh, the constitutional amendment bill which okay. is within the original BBI document. Y- yes. The original one was about 162 pages. So I didn't like even that. know all of it and I was already overwhelmed by 42. <laughs> That's nice. Ah, anyway, Ouch. Yeah, and you know and I think it was a little bit unrealistic of them mm. to expect a whole population to go through this and la- and understand what it's saying and decide um, yeah. it's a lot it's a lot is it only available in english yes so already people in rural areas are cut out unless they are distributing it closer to the referendum yeah but for the purposes of having collecting signatures so that it can go to a referendum it was only in english And so what you did is you democratized information yeah. and then now you're trying to make sure that it's accessible to most communities to more people at a more yes. grassroots level. Yes. I love that. And are you trying to do that with more things that come up? Oh yeah, absolutely. So the the channel was not just about BBI. We just yeah. had BBI because it was Mm. current event mm. um so going forward like even the next episode is is actually going to be about covid and covid mm. response so what mm. what did the government do mm. uh, what did they do well what did they not do well mm. yeah and then we'll talk about vaccines you know mm. like we'll just keep talking about things that are political they're yeah. political yeah uh, but you know they affect you individually yes so so that's what the channel is about really I love that. I Thanks. love that. What would you say to someone who's listening and may not have the confidence you have or may not have the you studied um in the UK. I did, yeah. And you you got your masters in public policy and public administration, right? Uh-huh, you got it. Yes. And <laughs> so in doing that, you've obviously learned a lot and you've had access to maybe different types of opportunities or different types of situations that can help you forge a new identity. Not everyone has that opportunity yet. Maybe there's someone listening who's <coughs> maybe there's someone who's listening who's very young. Yeah. What would you tell someone just about to to enter a world that you've been living in? 
<sighs> politics. This political world is is very gray. It's not black and white. Mm. And I think that's something that I've come to appreciate uh especially with the education that I got in terms mm. of I was in class with um people who are from South Korea, people who are from North Korea, people yeah. who are from uh China and mm. countries that are in very difficult um situations if you consider democracy to be ideal. Yes. And they're fine. <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> and they don't see a problem with some yeah. of the things that happen in their countries and yeah. And I think that really helped me just um not to be it helped me learn like yeah. have space to learn mm. you know about something different mm. and be able to analyze it critically in a sense that I'm not getting emotional about it I'm actually just listening and trying to understand what you're saying yeah uh, and knowing that there's a place for disagreement as well yeah in terms of we don't all have to have the same opinion about how things are done yeah everything is done differently mm. everything applies differently for everybody yeah and just to know that yes you you actually will always differ with people yeah. just knowing how to deal with that and to be okay with someone having a different opinion from yours mm. and you you coexist i think that's one thing that mm. i learned mm. that i didn't know before yeah and i used to feel very bad like what what do you mean you think like this so what do yeah. you you know and, and nowadays i'm just like okay cool like that's mm. what you think okay that's fine um i can and learn to put to put yourself put my opinion out mm. there mm. without attacking or Mm. just to express myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's one thing I really learned. Um yeah, and so politics is grey. Mm. There's lots of things that happen in our countries because of factors that we can't control. Mm-hmm. And to just know that when you're getting into this world, mm. you're not going to change everything the same day. Yeah. And you have to be patient and realistic with your goals. Yeah. And just know that you even the fight for something like w- the fight that Martin Luther was having yeah. about ending segregation and uh, and racism yeah is a fight that started way, way before yeah hundreds yeah. of years before he came into being yeah. and it's still a fight that's going on now yeah so you just know that your your voice is important mm. and you make a contribution and just know that your contribution goes a long way it does may not fix everything but it will go a long way and just to encourage you that yeah there's lots of problems we have there's there's so much we need to fix uh, but we have to start somewhere and just know mm. that if you start somewhere you may not get to the end of it but just knowing that you've started a seed mm. you planted a seed for something that maybe your kids kids will will enjoy i think that that works for me yeah yeah i think that's what works for me I'm like, yeah. I'm mm. in mean, this politics thing. I may not see Kenya change in my lifetime. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. But I know that I'm I'm planting a seed for other people to to join into. Yeah. So that one day we'll realize that. Yeah. And there you have it. <laughs> Suzanne Selentor, thank you so much for being on the Afroverse. Oh, thanks. I this was a lot of fun. It. Thanks for inviting me. Anytime. <laughs> I hope we can have more conversations as time goes by. Absolutely. I hope that as you know, as things continue, not only in Kenya, but also as we look at Africa and the diaspora and how it's been developing, I hope that 
I can be able to say, yep, I knew she'd do that because she mentioned that. And okay. she showed that she has a capacity to do that. I'm very proud of the work Thank you're you. doing. Thank you. Keep <laughs> keep up at it and just know that um, there are many people supporting you. Oh. Always, always, always overestimate. Trust me. Because <laughs> let me tell you, the amount of like people who, you know, you're listening to this or you're watching this. Now there's that, you know, and that might ca- create a whole chain yeah. of reactions. And so um, I just wish you all the best and thank you yeah. so much for being here. My dear listener, my dear viewer, or if you're both, thank you so much for, um, you know, using this time to hear what uh, the beautiful Suzanne <laughs> had to say. The brilliant Suzanne had to say. Thank I you. hope that if you um, need to catch more episodes, just be sure to subscribe, to leave a comment, to review this, to rate this. And I hope that we can catch you in the next few episodes. And thank you so much for listening or for watching. And so until next time, bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>